0: Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi everyone, today we are sharing part two of last week's holiday Q&A episode. A few weeks ago, we had asked you to submit your questions about how we can help you simplify this holiday season. And today we are excited to share the rest of your questions and our responses. In this second half of our discussion, we share simple holiday food and drink suggestions and activity ideas, how to manage our schedules and protect our time during this busy season, how to navigate what to wear to holiday events, as well as how to keep the magic alive for kids without the stuff. Plus, we discuss how to avoid feeling overwhelmed this season, such as how to manage feelings of loneliness or feeling like you have to do it all. Be inspired to adopt a minimalist approach to this time of year so that you can enjoy the traditions you love and move through this holiday season with ease. So the next area, this goes into our next section of questions well, holiday food and activities. First question is, do you have some simple hosting and entertaining tips for food and drink and also activities? So I recommend that if you are hosting, make it a potluck event so that everybody brings a dish so there's less work on your end. So my my mom and dad, they throw a Christmas party every other year. And my mom will cr- put out a few things like charcuterie boards. She'll make this uh, spinach dip that she puts in rye bread. It's a holiday thing. She does this brie cheese with cranberry sauce in the oven. So good. And some other ideas, she always does doubled eggs. And you can also do uh, red and green olives on a plate. Makes it look really good. Yeah. As well as pigs in a blanket. And if you do pigs in a blanket, you can display them on a plate like it's a wreath with ketchup in the middle. It's just some few few ideas for food that are very, very simple. Not too intricate, yeah. especially if you're not a cook and you're really not into it. And then, of course, for drinks. Mulled wine. My mom makes mulled wine every year. It's so good. Again, something that's intricate. You can also buy it. Christmas punch. Uh, you can do an Aperol spritz, but with little cranberries in it to make it look more crispy, uh, Christmassy. And uh, yeah, eggnog, of course. I- I'm obsessed with eggnog and vegan eggnog is there out there as well. So
1: yeah, I've never hosted a Christmas party like my parents do Christmas Eve. So I've definitely been involved in it. Mm-hmm. But you know, even if you're just having a few friends over, you can still just get a ball of wine or non-alcoholic wine and put out easy stuff like, you know, hummus and veggies or like fruit and um, cheese and nuts and popcorn, like stuff like that. Like you don't have to way overdo it. And I've made mulled wine too. I feel like I way overspiced it though. And people were like, this is gross. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I tried, but yeah, I feel like, and another thing I wanted to say with this is a lot of people are getting their dinners catered. Like you can Mm. go to like, we have farm boy and whole foods and stuff in Toronto. And sometimes it's cheaper to just order the dinner that way than to buy every single ingredient and make everything from scratch yourself. So that's an option or like Kelly said do a potluck. Like maybe you could do the main dish and then everyone can bring a side or a dessert or an appetizer and then it it takes it's just a lot easier and it can really simplify cuz it's a lot hosting a party. You got to clean and get ready and decorate mm-hmm. and cook everything and be nice.
0: <laughs> so it's true. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And if, you, if you need a main dish, my mom makes these little meatballs. So, yeah, just another idea. Gosh, I love talking about these things.
1: Oh, this is the best time. I know. I love this time of year. We even yesterday being in Quebec, I was at the airport and they were playing Christmas music and they had the Christmas lights up. And I'm like, oh, I'm just like in such that mood. Oh, it's (laughs) so nice.
0: So, can you share ways to make the holiday special and memorable without excess stuff? Another great question. Mm -hmm. So, my response to this is focus on experiences over things. I suggest go to the holiday market. I know you don't like it, Lauren, but I (laughs) love going to a holiday market, even if that means I just go there for a cup of mulled wine or some apple cider, go shopping or go window shopping, which Lauren and I love to do, go skating, skiing, go to the beach again, or cook or bake holiday treats together. And again, experiences over things make the make the holidays so much more meaner me, meaningful. They really, really do. Again, so this is definitely a way to to make the holiday special without excess stuff. And I actually found two very interesting studies, Lauren. So the first study, so in 2016, a study published in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology found that adult participants got more satisfaction from money spent on experiences compared to material things. And the study is called Spending on Doing promotes more moment-to-moment happiness than spending on having and I'll include that link in the show notes. Fascinating study. And the second study it was uh, done in 2020, published by the Journal of Research and Marketing. And it found that children ages 12 and up find more happiness from experiences than from material goods. And most people wouldn't think that. No, actually, children remember experiences. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to do that again. They don't really remember things. Like if even you think about it, Lauren, from your childhood, do you really remember anything you got or do you remember the experiences you had with your family?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely just remember the. I remember some things that I got, but I yeah. I do remember the experiences way more.
0: Yeah, and I I sent you a video when you were in Quebec. Of there's a kid, there's a YouTube video, and honestly, I watched it eight times, Lauren. I was just in that mood. It was so cute. I was just like laughing and just being like, oh, like out loud. It's this kid. So a couple, they wrapped a present. The kid opens the present and it's a banana. And the kid, he was so grateful. It just goes to show like, the kid. It was just excited to open it and find something he knew. But I'll also include that in the link in the show notes, because it is so cute and so funny. Oh my gosh. It just reinforced the the idea that know kids are just happy to open stuff again obviously when kids get older it will be a little bit
1: different but uh, again experiences over things yeah I don't know if I'd be giving a 15 year old a banana but no no it was so cute it was so cute
0: so the next question is how to avoid wasting time over the holiday season searching for holiday movies tv shows books and events etc so
1: how can they stop wasting their time So I have a really good hack for this. I actually buy my movies on YouTube. Oh. And then like my TV in the condo is connected to my phone and or I'll watch it on my laptop. So I just have those classic movies I watch every year. And I just like I personally like to curl up in bed at the end of the day and watch a holiday movie. Mm hmm. And yeah, so I just kind of have them on YouTube and I just go watch them and then I don't have to search them. I do think it's fun though, especially with Netflix, like new Christmas movies will come out and they're, they're fun to watch. But yeah, some of my favorite ones, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is my favorite Christmas movie. It's so old. It came out actually the year when I was born. It's like 34 years old now. And I watch it every Christmas Eve with my parents and the guy just wants it to be such a perfect Christmas and everything's a complete disaster. So it is a hilarious movie. I also love Four Christmases. Daddy's Home 2 is hilarious with Will Ferrell. Office Party and Last Holiday. So highly recommend watching those. And yeah, just kind of, you know, if you put the time in now to figure out which ones your favorites are and just make those your go-to every year. It, it's a lot easier than, yeah, like having to sift through all of what's out there because there's a ton of movies.
0: Yeah. And listening to our podcast right now, I'm sure it's helped you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> We're giving you our recommendations.
0: You, Yeah. Again, ask your social circles or your network of friends. What are some holiday movies or TV show recommendations you have? You know, I'm sure people have already done the work for you. So definitely ask around. You can also just Google, Google it. Also, Google things to do in your local city. So I did that recently things to do over the holiday in Toronto and so many ideas came up and that way there's, you know, or check out Eventbrite. Eventbrite has a ton of events happening in your area right now. That way you're not spending a lot of time. Just allot yourself 20 minutes to surf the web and you'll, you'll get everything or just listening to our podcast right now. A lot of tips, (laughs) a lot of movies anyways.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And being like figuring out, like, maybe you want to see the Nutcracker or like, go to a play or do something really special, kind of figuring that out beforehand instead of, you know, figuring it out during the chaos of the season. Yes.
0: Gosh, I'm so glad this episode comes out at the beginning of December. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get ahead of
1: things.
0: (laughs) The next, the next question is healthy holiday eating tips. Do you have any? So uh, I think you'll, you'll be really good at this one, Lauren. Uh, so my recommendation is that you eat something before you go to an event. My dad taught me this very young. He's like, don't ever go to someone's house hungry when it's like a potluck or just an appetizer thing. Because you don't want to be there just like stuffing your face the whole time. <laughs> you yeah. want to be conversing with people. And, and also I recommend reflecting on your favorite holiday foods. And identifying, oh, I want to create space for this. Like, I want to enjoy myself. And I always live on the idea that it's all about moderation. So you can have a little bit of everything, you know, you can, and make sure that you're just exercising during the holidays so you don't feel guilty all the time.
1: Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people around the holidays, they just kind of throw in the towel until January. It's like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll be a new person in the new year. <laughs> but, I, I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> it, I, I try. Well, it is because it's just like, it's just pure gluttony and it's not even enjoyable. Totally. But definitely I, I try to stick to my routine as much as I can. Like just because you're going for dinner that night, it doesn't mean to eat like gingerbread cookies for breakfast. It's like, oh, well, who cares? Like <laughs> the tea's yeah. over. So just like trying to stick to the routine. I always talk about ballet beautiful on here, but she does like a series of nutcracker workouts during the holidays. And I love them. They're so fun. Like the nutcracker ballet. So, and I try to, you know, go skating as my cardio not to use it as cardio, but it's like as my like exercise that day. Yeah. Or friends are like, Hey, like, let's go for drinks. It's like, or we can go for a drink and then let's walk around and look at the Christmas lights. You can find ways to like get activities in. Also, I really try to skip the appetizers. Like I kind of keep my focus on the main meal, enjoy a glass of wine and then like enjoy dessert after I, I find once I start getting into the appetizers, I get too full and then it's just, you're so full by the end of the night. It's not even enjoyable yeah, like you said, like figuring out what you really want and prioritizing that stuff as opposed to just kind of eating everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, oh, I'm getting
1: really excited about all the food. I know. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm excited to bake
0: cookies. I'm actually baking cookies uh, on the weekend with my mom. When are you baking? Oh,
1: I don't I told myself, I'm like, you got to wait till December to bake. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, soon. I guess maybe this weekend, this weekend would be December. Yeah, perfect.
0: Perfect. So the next section of questions is under scheduling all the events that happened during this time and how to manage it. We had three questions that were quite similar, so we will read all of them. The first is, please help me simplify my calendar. I have too many holiday events and I get burned out and sick. The second is, how can I keep a simple schedule while navigating the holidays? How can I sift through the events and gatherings we truly desire to participate in versus those we feel obligated to attend and the third is, how can I manage all the events and fun things I want to do this holiday season? In the past, I've ended up scheduling so many parties and I realize I haven't made time for the yearly traditions that I love, like getting and decorating a Christmas tree, baking cookies and gift wrapping, etc. So my recommendation would to be focused on the events that are most essential to you and of interest to you and eliminate the rest. People, good friends and family will understand Some ways to politely turn down an invitation to a friend at a gathering is just saying, thank you. Like, I unfortunately won't be able to join that night, but I really look forward to hearing all about it. And you don't need to explain yourself. And you could always just send them a gift as a thank you for inviting you. Like, uh, next time you see them, you know, give them a bottle of wine as a thank you. Or again, a little card as a thank you and wishing them a great holiday. Doesn't need to be a physical thing. But yeah, sometimes little cookies or chocolates just as a thank you would be really nice, especially if they're a close family member or friend. And by turning these things down, you can be happier during the holiday season and focus on the traditions that you love and enjoy. And if you do feel like, oh, I really want to go to everything, but it's going to be overwhelming, maybe you can go to everything. Just set boundaries with yourself. How long you're going to be going to those parties, maybe tell yourself you're only going to have one drink that you're not drinking as much. Maybe also focus on self-care in between going to all these events so you don't feel over like you're overextending yourself because you've made time to rest and meditate and relax, etc. cetera. But I'm curious, Lauren, what, what do you suggest?
1: Yeah, I have a few. The beauty about this time of year is you can just tell everyone that you're at another event and then you just stay at home. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> Actually, Jennifer L. Scott, I always talk about her. She has a YouTube channel, The Daily Connoisseur. And she said in one of her videos, you know, just because you someone invites you to an event, and you don't have something that night, you can still say no, like even just going home and relaxing and reading a book. You don't have to say no, just because you have another commitment. So balancing out your calendar that way and I would say know your limit do you is one enough for a week is two like there's there's a point and people are still working this time of year like if you're Mm -hmm. working full-time maybe you're doing the big dinner and then you have all of these events on top of it like it it can be exhausting Mm -hmm. so knowing your limit and then uh, planning accordingly Also deciding which ones you actually want to go to, like maybe some you're like looking forward to and others you're like, I don't really care to go to this. And if there's like similar people at events, then maybe only going to one where you're going to see them at another event. So it's not as like, you know, and then you get to see more people and catch up with more people. I probably shouldn't say this, but sometimes I pick them depending on which ones are closer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can walk to this one. So yeah. I'll say yes to that. And I'm like, oh, do I have to Uber? Or is it like, yeah. another city? then totally I, I'm more likely because if we can walk, we live in the city. I can just drop in, you know, have a drink, show face and then go home and go to bed. And yeah, like the beauty of this year is that you can say, I have a crazy month. Like, do, do you want to catch up in the new year? Do you want to get together in the new year? Or just saying that you have another commitment and unfortunately you can't make it, but thank you for the invite. The last one, you know, she said you get so caught up with all of the events that you don't actually do the stuff that you enjoy doing over the holidays. Yeah. So, you know, I, I said this earlier on in the podcast, but my favorite part of this season Is this morning waking up at 6 a.m., making a cup of coffee, turning on the Christmas tree lights, and reading? Like, I loved the ambiance. The skating rinks just opened up. I'm looking forward to that. I love watching Christmas movies after work. Like, it's not, to be completely honest, it's not the events I look the most forward to. It's all the little things. In between them, so making sure that you're getting the most out of your holiday season, and and not being so exhausted from all of the stuff, maybe you didn't really want to do that, you missed out on the stuff that you were looking forward to.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to skating with you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) This will be the first. I learned how to skate last winter. I I skated before, but hadn't for a while, and so finally we finally you can have a friend go with you because I know you're always skating alone.
1: I like skating a lot. Oh, okay. All right. I'll let you do I'm it by so, yourself. No, no, no. I can. We can do <laughs> some together. <laughs> You're, I tell you I can't go and then you see me on the rink. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> or we go together, but you stay by yourself the
0: whole time. This is my time to disconnect, Ellie.
1: Go away. I, I went one time with my friend and she was like, Lauren, you literally put on your AirPods and just like skated off on your own. She's like, <laughs> I'm never that. going skating with you again. See, I respect that. But you and I can do that
0: together. We can be passively present.
1: Yeah, passively present. I love that. Yeah.
0: So the next section of questions is about kids. So if you have children, how to keep the magic alive with kids without the stuff. So again, focus on experiences. As a kid, I loved going to the holiday market with my family, making cookies, decorating around the house, visiting Santa, going sledding. These are all the memories from my childhood. And again, honestly, I can't remember any of the gifts. I really can't. I know you can, Lauren, but I guess the only thing I can remember is getting excited to open stockings. So that would be my recommendation with kids. And again, kids will like to open up a banana. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Actually,
1: now that you say it, I feel like I remember some of them just from the background of photographs I have when I was little. Maybe I don't remember actually opening them. But the beauty of Christmas is that kind of, I mean, I don't have kids yet. But the beauty of Christmas is that during the year, if kids want something, you can be like, oh, you can ask Santa for that. So it it kind of can defer that time of when they do get to open something special that they want. And getting your kids involved with, like, giving back and charity and maybe, like, like you can bake cookies and take them to the fire station. I've saw saw people do stuff like this on Instagram. I thought it was so cute or, you know, taking food to the food bank or bringing presents to kids who are in need. Like there's so many things you can get your kids involved with that don't necessarily have to do with gift giving. And yeah, like you said, Kelly, like all, all the memories I have of my childhood christmases are like baking with my mom and tobogganing with my brother yeah. like it's all those little things like i it, they're really not going to remember some toy that they got rid of
0: so another similar question we had is what is one tradition my kids and i could start this holiday that would align with the minimalist lifestyle i'm cultivating for us without coming across as a humbug <laughs> that's a fun question so again yeah. choose memorable experiences that they will remember they'll remember when they're older and if your kids are quite young, I recommend holiday crafts. My mom had a daycare. She would always have, you know, paper cut into a holiday tree or a reef and the kids would paint or draw and add sparkles to it. If your kids are a bit older, you could create some gifts for friends with your kids. So for example, some people will create, you know, those mason jar cookie mixes. You can just put in flour, sugar, the ingredients into the mason jar with the ingredient list on the little card. So maybe you and your child or your children could do that together and then they could come with you to give those gifts to your friends. And it's so inexpensive and it's a fun experience for all of you. But the idea I really love, Lauren, is again, like you, said, you know, going to, um, going to a charity and giving things to kids in need or going to a food bank and dropping off food together, they'll learn that it's not just about them receiving during the holiday. It's about them really giving to others who really need it.
1: So, yeah, a hundred percent. I, I think bringing in charity and volunteering during this time of years is so important, especially for kids. And building those memories for them, like taking them to a ballet or taking them skating, or you can bake the cookies, especially if they're really young and then they can decorate with you. I know it's probably going to be a big mess, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's those little things that they remember over the holidays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big mess, but it's fun. It's fun for them. I remember with my moms, children that she'd have over I I would bake almost every day with them and I'd be like you can pour in the flour you can pour in the sugar it's so fun (laughs) I love baking with kids although sometimes they just stick their hand in there and they pull out all the dough so you got to be careful
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm gonna be like no don't make a mess
0: (laughs) I can't I'm so excited for the time that you have kids they're gonna be so cute and know exactly what to do Mm -hmm. and they're not gonna want any stuff just like you it's gonna be adorable yeah hopefully so the next section is emotional emotional decluttering during this time of year so someone asked emotional decluttering for loneliness during the holidays so how can I manage loneliness during the holidays first of all I say it's okay to feel lonely Uh, I've been there and sometimes when we're lonely it's a time for us to reflect and there's information there for us to process and I highly recommend being around other people. Even if you don't, you're not even friendly with those people, be in coffee shops that are busy, be in a busy park, read a book, be around people, be around that good holiday cheer around other people. And remember in those moments that you're not the only one. That's what really helped me in years or times where I feel lonely during a holiday, especially if it's a holiday where you don't have a partner or something like that. I felt that. And I always tell myself, remember, there's a zillion people in this world in the same place as you. And it's okay to be alone. And it's a, it's amazing to find happiness when you are alone. You can find happiness by doing the things you enjoy. Or you can sign up for a class. Like During the holidays, there's so many different things you can do. You can go to a play. You can take a cooking class. You can do a candle making class. And you can meet friends. At these places. And there's probably a lot of people who are on, on their own this holiday season who you'll find who are at these classes, which is cool. And, you know, make time for you and, and maybe schedule a call with a friend so that you have something to look forward to. Maybe you're baking or cooking uh, for yourself, but maybe you could also deliver it to a neighbor to a friend and just get involved or volunteer. Volunteer. You could probably meet
1: friends through volunteering at different charities throughout this time who probably really, really need help. Yeah. No, those are amazing tips. I love them. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we come on here and it's like, Oh, I love Christmas. I love the lights, but it's still a really hard time for a lot of people, especially people who have just lost someone.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, maybe
1: people are in the hospital, they're sick. Like it's not all gingerbread cookies, you know, like there's, there's a lot at this time of year. And it can be a hard for a lot of people. I, I do think that I think volunteering is amazing going out. You'll when Kelly and I went and volunteered at that church, like you meet so many amazing people and you, you just leave with such a, a good feeling in your soul. So that's huge. I also think that, you know, a lot of times we're lonely, but that's really the time that you do need to reach out. And some people, they don't have people around the holidays or they live in a different city or a different country. And they're, they're not, they're not able to get home to see their families. So it is a time that you do have to reach out to like friends or extended relatives and, or just people in your life and be like, Hey, what are you doing over the holidays? Like I, cause people are, are very open to inviting you to the dinners and events. Mm. And I think you kind of have to take a bit of an initiative to do that. But there's been so many times at Christmas dinners where, you know, a friend came or an, ex, an extended relative or, and you welcome them in with open arms. Like it, and then, you know, it, it turns out to be such a great night. I feel like I always end up talking to the person who isn't normally at all of the dinners. So mm. don't feel shy to reach out. And someone else might be like, hey, I'm not doing anything over the holidays. Like we should get together and like cook or or order in and watch a movie. So definitely like I wouldn't shy away from, you know, especially Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, finding someone to share it with or and I say this honestly most of the holiday season I like doing by myself I like watching the movies by myself I like skating by (laughs) myself I like baking by myself I like listening to Christmas music by myself so I love that we're the (laughs) same we love doing things on our own Like you, it can be, and there were, you know, like you said, Kelly, there were so many years where, you know, you don't have a partner and it's like, oh, everyone's in love around the holiday season. I remember taking the train home every year for 13 years. And I'd look out the window and be like, next year I'll be with someone. (laughs) And I was sitting on the train by myself the next year. So I, I definitely see where you know people that they lost someone or they broke up with someone so it can be a really hard time of year but i do think it it's important to reach out and and find people that you can spend time with or just enjoy spending time alone it's better to be by yourself than in bad company so
0: oh so true that's so true mm-hmm. and uh, uh everything you're saying right now i it's it's really great and if you do feel lonely just dm lauren yeah <laughs> or me We'll be there for you. We we love no. our alone time as well. And we've been there. We've been there and we've come out of it. And we've seen we've seen the beauty in, in spending time alone as well during the holidays. And, you know, there's some people they might not be they might be with a bunch of people, too, and they might feel alone. Right. So there's that as well. Our Our next question is, how do you find the energy to be around a large to be around large family and friend groups after traveling long distances? So this is an interesting one. So I recommend focusing on self-care before your travels so that you land with a good mindset and you feel refreshed so that you can pace yourself at these gatherings. And then again, be mindful of how long you spend around everyone. Maybe you leave a little bit early, be mindful about how much you drink. But if you are staying over with family and friends when, you, when you're traveling and you're landing somewhere, just politely excuse yourself. How many times have you done this, Lauren? I'm sure you've done this where it's like, just go to the bathroom and take a break or go to your room if you have your own room just to refresh. You and I are introverts, but also extra. We're, we're extroverted, but we're also introverted and we always need to refill our cup. So even at parties, just go to the bathroom and just go in there for five minutes just to rest your mind. And also, I would recommend approaching these parties mindfully being like, you know, sometimes things slip. People say things that will annoy you. It's like, oh, you know, if you don't have a partner, it's like, where's your partner? Like there's all these things. Just be at peace and just try not to let it get to you is my recommendation. It's just like some people aren't thinking. And if you're too tired, just ask a ton of questions. Be curious about other people so that you don't have to talk about yourself if you're just too tired to. And yeah, maybe you'll learn something new about a family or friend that you never knew. So just sit back. Don't feel like you need to perform.
1: Just sit back, enjoy the food and pace yourself. No, for sure. That's great. I actually love this question. I, I enjoy traveling. So like, I like even last night being on the flight, I was looking out the window and I could see the clouds and I was typing my notes for this podcast and I was just so relaxed. I'm like, Oh, I love that. We're just like shooting through the clouds at 800 miles an hour. And I just get to work on writing notes for a podcast that I enjoy. So sometimes using that travel time as like an indulgent time, like watch movies, read a book, take a nap, you know, use that travel time as your downtime, unless you're driving. But And, you know, I have to travel to another city for dinners and I'll get there and I'll be like, hey, listen, like, I'm just going to go take a power nap or I'll be down in an hour. Like, I I just have a bit of work to do or I'm just going to, you know, we had a long drive. I just need an hour and people don't care. Like, they're not Mm. they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah." like do what you need to do because you don't want to show up at all these events like exhausted in a bad mood like you. Yeah. You want to show up your best self and be present and take time. You know, if you're staying with family for a few days, take time to go for a walk, listen to music, listen to a podcast. Like, or another thing is to let others do the talking. Like, if you show up and you feel exhausted, you know, let others talk and you can just sit and listen. Like, you don't always have to be the one do- making all the conversation. And then you don't have to think later, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say <see> much. <laughs> that's you all the time lauren you're always like yeah
0: i said that i love it
1: yeah now i'm a lot more like they don't remember and they don't care
0: (laughs) yeah we always think that they're gonna think about it and think about think about it when most people are just thinking about themselves you gotta remember that
1: yeah they probably weren't listening so don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: it's so sad but true the next question is about fashion it's the next and the last question And uh, I'm excited for this one because this is your forte, Lauren. How do you navigate what to wear to holiday parties? Lauren, do you pull from one of your 20 outfits? Do you have special occasion pieces? I find the one-off outfits, for example, holiday parties, New Year's Eve even weddings are so easy to splurge on. And I'm looking for your advice to gain confidence in repeating outfits year after year and recognizing that I don't have to hop on quick fashion trends for events
1: like this. Yes. I love this question. So I I do have pieces that I use exclusively for the holiday season. So like a red dress, a sequin top, a sequin dress, a red skirt, that I'll, I'll, I've rotated through for years. I was telling Kelly, I'm like some of these pieces I had in my twenties and I'm, I'm 34 now and I still wear them. So wow. I, I think you can splurge on a piece if you will wear it for years to come. And I want to tell our listeners this, cause it it's the beauty of this is that If you had to write down right now what your colleagues or family members or friends wore to events other years, like, would you remember? Like, there's no, you would have to go down on Instagram a year ago and see what people wore. So do not worry about repeating outfits during the holiday season. What I actually do is I wear the outfits to different events. So like, I'm like, I wore this to my work event last year, I'm going to wear it to my boyfriend's work event. And I wore this to my family dinner, I'll wear it to his family dinner. And you can just kind of rotate through I maybe have three or four outfits that I, I kind of rotate through over the season. If you find something you really love, and you think that you'll get great use out of it, then and you'll wear it for years. That's great. I'm going to be like in my 80s in my sequin dress on New Year's Eve. So yeah. <laughs> I will get my use out of the stuff. And then if you have those few dressier outfits that you think that, you know, you can use them for work events or for dinners and then still get use out of them throughout the rest of the year. Those are even better because you'll you'll get more use out of them. And I, I wouldn't wear, she said in the question, you know, I have to get used to repeating outfits. I feel like as a society, like a culture, we need to get over this. You need a new outfit on Instagram. Like it just, you can take less photos or take scenic photos or, you know, it's been a year. People aren't going to remember that you wore that top again. so just kind of getting over that. No one remembers, no one cares. You can get use out of your clothing and enjoy it. And you can also trade with friends, like borrow stuff. Hey, like I'll lend you this dress. If I. If you see a friend in a dress, most people want to get use out of their clothes, especially if they haven't worn it very much. So yeah, I think it, it is fun to have a few sequin or holiday dresses, as long as it's really something that you're going to wear over the years and can kind of rotate through. I found in my 20s, some of my skirts were shorter or the dresses were more backless, whereas I wouldn't wear as much of that stuff now, especially mm-hmm. to like work events or family get together. So you just can't get as much use out of them as something to be mindful for. But Yeah. Otherwise, I I think it is nice to buy a few pieces and I store them in my extra section throughout the year. And then I just rotate through them throughout the events.
0: Ah, great advice. So I I don't have holiday specific outfits. I only have one New Year's Eve dress that I have worn five years in a row. I and love it. it's, no one has ever noticed some no years I wear it with stockings. Some years I don't, some years I wear it with a jacket, some years I wear it with a sweater. So it changes it up. Also it's a time of year where people want to wear like sequence, you know, shiny things. You can just wear your regular going out dressy dress or skirts, mix and match your outfits and just put on a piece of jewelry for the sparkle. There you go. A little necklace. It doesn't, yeah. need, to, doesn't need to be expensive. It could be 10 bucks. Uh, some earrings, but make sure it's a necklace you're going to wear on other occasions as well. I don't really have holiday specific things. I just wear my going out outfits and during the winter or the summer. And I just,
1: yeah, I just piece them together differently. And yeah, if no one notices. No one notices. Yeah. You could definitely add a statement piece to an outfit and it would make it more dressy for the holiday, but Yeah. People, they, they don't care. Like people are so invested in their own lives and their own problems. They're not paying attention to what you wore to a holiday party two years ago.
0: Yeah. I just find you, again, you just have a nice outfit on, maybe curl your hair, do your hair, come with a gift, a nice little scarf. If you're in a colder climate, it just, it makes it Christmassy. People, people don't really think about that. And if if you are really into fashion, you do want to make a statement. You most likely already have something in your closet that you can wear.
1: Yeah, if anything, I feel like I judge the people who do have a ton of outfits, new ones every season. I'm like, oh, they got a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're (laughs) like, I'm not jealous. Yeah, I am not jealous. They, you know, they may have unlimited money, but no one has unlimited time and they still have to manage it and buy it Mm and try it on. And so not envious there.
0: Love it. So to close this conversation, I wanted to share an email that we received from one of our listeners. She sent me a beautiful story from the website becomingminimalist.com. It's a way of gift giving. It's a non-traditional way of gift giving. So it's called White Envelope. It's a gifting idea started by a lady named Nancy Gavin. And it involves gifting someone a white envelope that includes a donation to a charity as someone's Christmas gift or holiday present. That's so smart. It's like, oh, here, here's the card, happy holidays, and I donated to your charity of choice. Like, that's a beautiful thing. And we've talked about it a few times, and it's so smart. Choose one that you enjoy yeah. and let your friends know that if they want to gift you something, they can donate to your charity. It's a beautiful thing.
1: I love it. I love yeah. it. It's like a win-win for everyone, so...
0: It really is. And I will include that link in the show notes so you can read that story in detail. But, ah, oh, this has been so much fun, Lauren. And I am so looking forward to the holiday season with you and just uh, uh, and starting the new year. I'm excited to talk about what our goals are for the new year. We'll definitely do a new year episode to help you start the year off right next year.
1: Yeah. And just to close this, like, you know, the holiday season goes by so fast. Enjoy it. Like, take you know, to enjoy your evenings, enjoy the family time. Like I feel like people get so stressed out and I used to do that, but now I'm just like, keep it simple and enjoy this time because we're going to blink and it'll be January.
0: Yeah. And appreciate that you have and own less stuff now. It's easier now. It might still be stressful, but it's lighter and it's going to be even lighter next year. So baby steps and small wins. So. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. And we will talk to you all of you next week.
1: Thanks so much, everyone.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening. That was such a fun episode for us to record. And we hope that you enjoyed it and found a lot of great tips to help you de-stress and enjoy yourself this holiday season. And if this episode really resonated with you, please send us a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Minimalist, or email us to say hello at millennialminimalist at gmail.com. Or you can send us a kind rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's so meaningful to us and it really helps our podcast grow. And as always, you can learn more about us on our website at mastersimplicity.com. And lastly, I want to thank those of you again who kindly submitted your questions for this episode. We really appreciate your engagement so much. So thanks again for listening and we'll speak with you soon. Bye-bye.